This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey, folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. Broadcast Network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! to be back with you girls. Uh, of course, this is the After Buzz show for Glee, season six, and it, this was a two-hour premiere, so we're talking about episodes one and two of season six called Loser Like Me, and if you're a Glee fan, you'll know that that, of course, was a song that they once did. It was an original song, and also Homecoming, and that, I feel like episode two, there's a real reason for that title of Homecoming, and Loser Like Me, I understand, too. We'll get into all of this, but first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Stephanie Wenger. I'm Roxy Stryer, and I'm so happy to be back with you, Gleeks. Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. And we're missing Sarah, but it'll be a good time and, you know, a good season. Oh, of course. It will be great. And we'll get her input and try to put her on the show. She's really sad she can't be here with us. Exactly. So we'll work that out. But that being said, let's jump in. So much has happened on this show. I feel like I said this as we were watching, that we jumped forward, um... It felt like six months. Like, it was so different from where we left off at the end of season five. And they really, I think, wanted to kind of have that a new start for the show in so many ways. I think they realized that the show, we heard from fans, we, you know, if you read reviews, it's definitely people were getting kind of sick of the direction it was going. And so they... They wanted a new direction. I was just... Your joke. I was just about to do it. Thanks, Rob. I took your joke. I didn't know she was going to go there. I thought I was brilliant. Oh, Oh, you beat me. No, it's all good. No, Um, you beat her. (laughs) Exactly. It's so true. Um, I was going to say that I just think that this was really interesting because Glee tends to go. 
it's kind of been all over the map over the course of five seasons. And this was everybody was kind of starting in that down and out place or starting somewhere new. We saw Will starting something new. Sue was doing something new at McKinley. And it was kind of everyone was in that something different happening in their lives. You know, and I kind of like that because especially we've had such a long break. Yeah. And so to start a whole new season, a whole new episode and storylines, you kind of have to start new. So just to have that break, that's a perfect excuse to just literally hit the refresh button and, and you know, start over. I'm going to be as real as I could possibly be right now. I thought that these two episodes were two of the best episodes we've had in a very long time. It was no, it's no secret to anybody else that the um, last season, for me, a lot of it was a bummer. I felt like we kind of had lost our glee roots and I'm really excited with the way that they started this season because I think that it opens up a lot of great options for the next 11 episodes. Which is a really exciting thing because Glee was one of my favorite shows of all time. I love this show. I love the show as well, and I have always watched it. I've never given up on it, but I've had lots of friends who have. And I feel like now when I watch these two episodes, I want to go to those people and say, wait, no, it returned back. The things you loved about season one and two. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline they're happening now and mm-hmm. and that made me so excited it was two hours and after last season i was like i don't know what they're gonna do with two hours how's that gonna go and it was everything that i could have wanted it to be and kind of rekindled some things and we got lots of introductions of new characters which is also i mean there was a lot of new characters and we'll talk about that but i did appreciate that they were trying to get somewhere and i feel like they know what their end game is now Mm -hmm. they they know where it's going the the only bummer about that is the fact and like i said i'm that's what we're here to do we're here to break it down and be as real as possible i they moved the show to friday and it's setting it up a little bit it's an uphill battle right now you know these to me there were amazing episodes like you just said Stephanie we're not giving up on the show we never gave up on the show we love these characters we love the songs we love everything we love the storylines we're invested but when you put a show on Friday and you know this is the final season I think there's a lot of people who have tapped out and we are here urging them to tap back in because I think this is going to be a really strong season I think Ryan Murphy has created something I mean the entire series has been this thing that there was nothing like it on TV when it started I think people forget that people you know, some people were like, oh, it, it's getting old, it's not, it's stale. And I think that he came up with a way to make it new again. And I think that's a really impressive. I'm with you. Yeah, and I think the messages that still are still relevant today that we saw in the first earlier seasons that appeal to everyone and apply to everyone's life and still relatable today. And the fact that, like, in new directions, new ways that they're reapplying those messages and still saying it to everyone. Yep. I think that's another way to grab the audience and get their back. I also back. really appreciated that sometimes there's it's been heavy-handed with the social message behind it or the you, you know the and this felt like there was definitely still those 
arts are important, all those things that Glee is all about and are so important, but it wasn't as heavy-handed with it. And I was like, we're getting the point, but we're still getting great storylines with it. And so I really appreciated that balance. I agree. They have an expectation to live up to, so they know that they bring social awareness and they have a, they can address a younger audience, so they're trying to do good with their show, which is really, really important. Um, and I believe that they're doing that. And this was a nice way to do that without, like, hitting somebody over the head with it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I feel like at times we have been, and and that's okay, but I, I think for a premiere episode, or premiere episodes, as I should say, this felt really nice to me. But let's jump into the actual storylines now and talk about the very... I felt like this was such an interesting place to start with Rachel has worked so hard, wanted her show to be a success, and it's ultimately... A failure. Such a failure. (laughs) You know, that didn't last very long. I know. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of the way, though, if you think about how shows work, some shows, if they're not successful, they die quickly. It is... Yeah, and it died on the first episode, and I don't even think... And and it was a good, smart way to show how much time has passed, the fact that they've built this show, they've already shot the first episode, and it's already been airing. Well, I think that it was live. I think that was the whole thing that they were saying about it. it Yeah. Well, no, no, not just a live audience. I think that it was like an actual live... Uh, Yeah, I was wondering if it was kind of like a take on the musicals that I believe NBC has been doing. Right. They they were like essentially like creating that with Rachel. That was kind of the way I imagined it. Maybe I'm incorrect in that. And I thought that it was clever, though, that um, they were teasing it for a lot of the episode, and we didn't get to see it until a little later. I would have been very frustrated if we didn't get to see anything mm-hmm. of That's So Rachel, which, by the way, that that's come so on. Raven. I know. I know. <laughs> I was literally in my head, I was like, wow, now I'm going to start singing that. Like, why couldn't you? It should have been the theme song. That's so Rachel. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, I now, they, now we remember why yeah. I don't sing. I was okay. going to say, no, I thought the exact we've opened up a door. <laughs> <laughs> and we're closing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought the exact same thing because I felt like that that was really appealing to us, the, like our demographic, the twenty-some-year-olds who were old enough to you know enjoy that when we were their age. Oh yeah, too, so. absolutely. Shout out to you know our demographic. <laughs> I know. Don't you love that when a show like calls out something? And you're like, yes, I know mm-hmm. that. But it, I don't feel like teenagers would necessarily get it. And definitely, if you're older and watching this show, that would not be something. It's like a five-year gap that right. you would you would have to be in to understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not like it messes up the show for anybody, but it was it was a good call out for us. I agree. Exactly. And I, I did appreciate that um, Rachel kind of, it, you know, I kind of wanted her to truly lose it. And she, she kind of, I guess that she went into hiding. That's what they said. Um, and then she's now back at McKinley in Ohio and trying to kind of figure out where her life is now that she doesn't have this show anymore. Right. Well, I'm kind of glad that they didn't show her losing it because you can't really start off a brand new season all sad and depressed in a way. See, I kind of wanted to see, I don't, like, I know that all the characters were kind of hitting rock bottom, but I would have liked to even push that a little more and then how do you grow and I imagine by the end of the season they'll have found success. I do want to talk about that rock bottom for a second though. So I agree with you and this is I I didn't have that many issues with these two episodes but one of my issues not as a TV show but as like an actual we talk about all the time like ooh if that was real life would I be supporting that person? They all hit rock bottom and were like, all right, we're going home. And everybody was in support about them coming home. And yes, it's always nice to have a place to go back to, but it's like, 
is it the best advice for your best friend to be like, yes, when you're having issues somewhere, you should run, crawl no, home? I think, I don't know. <laughs> I think that, yeah, there's something to struggling and, right. I, and, you know, surviving in LA and that would, or in New York. Yeah, New, New York, absolutely. Everybody's, everybody's coming back home and everybody's like, oh, well, that's okay because they're doing, because they're doing. And I'm like, all right, and again, it's not not okay, but pushing yourself a little more, I don't know. I, I, and I wouldn't even say it was rock bottom. They just hit, they're so young in their careers and one, and they just, this is their first obstacle that they've hit. And this is the first hardship in their adult life that right. they have, and they already went back home. I think Rachel felt like it was rock bottom, and I could see why Kurt, like, the if you're losing the love of your life, that might not be truly rock bottom in the way that we would define it but like at 22 that might be your rock bottom i think that that's why they threw in with rachel yes it's her career so not only did she leave broadway which she always dreamed of doing but she also joined uh her tv show failed and then her parents were getting divorced and then Mm -hmm. They were selling the house, and then people were kind of questioning where she's from and whatever. Like, there was all of these different issues. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you feel like you don't have, like, even if you decide to struggle in L.A. and New York, but you you have that home base, she kind of realized, like, she was losing some part of home. And I think that that's also why she ended up back at McKinley later on, was that McKinley in some way is another home to her. Well, it's safe. It's definitely the safe move for everybody to come back to McKinley. They have a place there. Literally, they all have jobs now. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's It's one move. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I... That was kind of my thought, was that she had lost so much. and, And where do you go? I don't necessarily think it's the right decision, but... I understand it as a decision. I also think that she lost a little bit because of herself, and Kurt lost a little bit because of himself. You know, they got in their own way. Like, she says, all I ever wanted was to be on Broadway, and she was, and she kind of blew that for uh, a quote-unquote bigger dream, and all Kurt ever wanted was Blaine, but he blew that because of whatever it was. So it's like when all about having a taste of what you want and then losing who you are enough to let it go. Yeah, which brings us to... Well, a few of the songs, but I wanted to start <laughs> with Uninvited, um, of course, the Alanis Morissette song. I love the song. And I thought it was such a great, I don't know, metaphor for Hollywood as well. I, I love the song selection because it's like you're uninvited to the party. You're, you're, and that was what I kept thinking about when I was listening to the song, was that she she no longer had that door open to her. She it was somehow shutting. And I thought that was really sad, and she did a great job performing it as well. Her performance was incredible. Mm-hmm. So good. I mean, like, and I just love it from the production aspect that that was so Paramount Lots. Yeah, Paramount absolutely. Studios walking out and her singing. But there, there's the moment when she was like literally yelling, screaming. And I think that just like really just epitomized all of the emotions that were hitting her character, Rachel, at that moment. And then literally having the gate shut on her. That's really not... I don't think that's how someone oh, exits. No. <laughs> it's like, that's that's terrible. That's terrible. But, you know, just to show that her Hollywood, her acting dream is a no-go right now. Here's what I'm loving about Liam Michelle this season so far. You have to think about the parallels between the actual actress and the character. This is the end of an era for her. Like, this is what kickstarted her career. Now she has other things going on. She is huge and is going to keep growing. She's very, very talented. But this is the last season of her 
the first show that made her what she is. So I'm seeing emotion in a different way from her. We usually, you know, she's always up there. She's always giving us what we need. But this is such a different, like, almost a uh, more internalized emotion that I'm seeing. And it's been really cool. I loved this song. I thought her performance was impeccable. And it was a great way to start the season. I was wondering, you know, there's a lot of pressure on a first song. There's yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of pressure on how they were going to open season six, the final season. I thought this was pretty perfect. And I liked how they opened up on a simple song. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple song. You See, didn't want Don't Stop Believing? <laughs> and you know that I love, like, a happier number. Like, I always want those big performance numbers as the first song in an episode but I did appreciate this that it was kind of stripped back and I think that this season or I'm hoping this season will be more we've seen obviously lots of emotions from the show and it's been a roller coaster over uh, over five seasons right but that I think that we're going to some real emotions and that's you you know a better way of what I was trying to say I mean (laughs) you get me yeah I mean we're on the same page it's cool um but I would hope so after right (laughs) so many seasons I know We've been together forever. forever. I know. Um, this is the end of an era for us. I know. Well, we can't even go mm, we'll to that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I just loved that we're going to a place. There have been moments, like poignant moments in the show, but this felt like two hours of kind of that real emotion of, I mean, you think about um, uh, Darren Chris, who was, you know, I mean, he was an actor or whatever, but, like, I don't think anyone knew him. Leah Michelle had Broadway, but, like, these this show made them all, like, household names. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's... Well, it put them on bigger platforms. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, they were all talented from the beginning, but Glee was, like, the place where everyone can shine. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Even Jane Lynch. Like, she had been probably... Oh, right. She was, like, on Two and a Half Men. I mean, she was on successful shows, but I don't think it was... And movies, and she had done a couple things, but this character... It was the beyond, like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing what the show has done for them. Yeah, and I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I always find it really interesting. As you said, it's the end of this chapter for them. So, I mean, I know they'll all go on and be successful, but it's what they're going to choose to do next. That's always a really interesting point in someone's career. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I'm excited, um, not even necessarily tonight, but for as our season goes along for our news and gossip segment, because... We're going to start to learn, as they stop shooting, we're going to start to learn what they're doing, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. That being said, let's move on to uh, talking a little more about, this was heartbreaking to me. Kurt and Blaine. Okay, I know, Mm -hmm. we're all such huge fans of that couple. Yeah. I mean, and to see them, we didn't, we got a flashback of their arguments, but to see, to start the season with them split up felt like, kind of a rude awakening in some ways. I was not expecting that. Yeah. I really wasn't. Neither uh, was I. Especially after last season, where the relationship already had so many ups and downs, and it ended on a positive note last season. And then to end, to start on a negative note, it was such a surprise to me. And then I wasn't expecting for the audience to watch more hardships between that relationship, where we already thought it was rock-solid established. So here's what it seems like happened. It seems like they were just on a different page, but for the most part, it was uh, it was Kurt wanting to leave Blaine, right? We're all on that. Yeah. So that was what was the 
unbelievably shocking to me. Not that I thought it would be the other way around, but it just felt like at the end of last year, he was. they were so all about each other. I couldn't believe it was so one-sided. If I ever thought they would split, I thought it would be like a mutual, mature decision. But it was kind of like one fight, and it seemed to be done. I mean, I think that the one fight, what I was writing down, though, it was like the, like the issues of living together and like who's paying attention to who. There were so many things that... And the wedding, yeah, the timeliness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it was like one of those things where it might have been one argument, or what we saw was this flashback of one argument argument but their issues at least which is strange because as you said it they were all happy but clearly these issues had sprouted up for them right and it was sad to me that they weren't trying to work it out in some way and but they did bring up a good point that they are so young and this is their first real romance should you marry? And I was like, I mean, that that's the question. And we see a lot of like high school sweethearts that do that do have successful relationships. But to have that first real relationship with your high school sweetheart is it too early for them to get married? I don't want to believe. You that. know, <laughs> when you yes, there are many successful high school sweethearts. You can't deny that. But there's a lot more unsuccessful high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. And this show has a lot of couples that were together in high school. That's yeah. how TV works. Obviously, we we want to see these relationships that have blossomed from when we were from six years ago. We want to see them survive. But it you you can't deny the fact that. If there was one relationship, or at least for me, that I thought was going to survive, it was going to be Rachel and Finn. And life takes unexpected turns, and Mm. that's not what's happening. So these other relationships I think about, if they actually, these were actual kids that went to high school with me, would I think that they would end up married? I'm not sure. I don't know. They seem to have a healthy relationship. Uh, They did. Brittany and Santana seem to have a healthy relationship. There's some of them that I think really could have survived. This one seemed to have its ups and downs, though. I don't know. That brings up a question. Do you think that all these couples in the end, in 10 episodes, 11 episodes, are going to have a happily ever after? Or are some going to split and some going to stay together? And I'm not asking who yet. That'll come up later. But just in general. I think it'd be too unbelievable from a show standpoint and from in reality standpoint that every relationship ended up happy. Agreed. I think there's going to be at least one, maybe two relationships that aren't going to be together anymore. I agree. And but it might be clean. Are those going to be some of the major characters? Or are they going to be more minor characters? You know, because there are going to be... If Blaine and Kurt don't end up together, and if Brittany and Santana don't end up together, there's going to be backlash on the show. I'm right. just saying. And I'm not even saying that I agree with it. I'm that just saying p- there's going to be... People are going to have an issue. I, I agree with you. I I love them together, but I think um, like a more likely couple that might not succeed would be Puck and Quinn. Or, or Sam Sadie's. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like yeah. Yeah. it's it's more... They're, their story in the last few seasons has been more in the background. And so you... We're not fighting as hard, necessarily. or But yeah. some people are. You know, for the the fact that everybody knows that Brittany and Santana, that's my couple. Like, yeah. I, I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with them. Yeah. But other people, the way that I feel about them, feel that way about as, Sam Sadie's. Everyone feel that way, has their, their ship. Exactly. As, as, yeah. yeah. 
That, yeah, so I, I'm on one ship. Other people are on different ships. It's kind of like you got to tread lightly here, Ryan Murphy, because somebody's ship's going down. Yeah. <laughs> and don't let it be mine. <laughs> well, you can tweet at us or go on YouTube and comment. We love reading your, all your comments. Subscribe to our channel, AfterBuzz TV, and let us know what you're thinking. Uh, we read everything and comment back. And there's a lot going on this season. What, let us know what you think of all the new characters and all these relationships. Who do you think will end up together in the end? And if you comment, maybe we'll share it next week. On YouTube, absolutely. And we'll be going live there on Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And, of course, as always, on iTunes as well. We love reading uh, your iTunes comments. So show us love in both places, please. Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> um, so that being said, we can talk about all these new characters. I feel like this was a lot. Th- this was a lot. Woof. Yeah, so we um Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot. Um so of course, Rachel let's first say that Rachel obviously goes back to McKinley and fights that there's no glee club anymore. Sue has eliminated it. Will is a little degaff at this point. <laughs> right. So like So she's (laughs) she's fighting for uh, you know for the Glee Club to return. She even offers to donate money, which I thought was really sweet because if you've been on one episode of a TV show, I can't imagine that being like I've made. She's also was on Broadway for a bit. She does have some money. Uh, Yeah, although New York and LA are very expensive. We don't know how much she has, but fine, great. Thanks for offering. Yeah, Yeah. but I like how her character is already putting her own time and money and effort into the Glee Club to just even get us back, to get it started. Absolutely, but did either of you guys feel at all like she was doing that because it was it's almost like a cover for not going to pursue her dreams anymore. It's like, oh, well, I'm not pursuing my dreams, but I am doing this and it's good so nobody can really point at me and tell me I'm not doing something. You know what I mean? I felt like in a way it was like, well, my dream didn't succeed. Like At that time, she felt like she was so unsuccessful and unwanted that maybe if I support the Glee Club, somebody can achieve a dream. Okay. Yeah. And so that was more what I was seeing it as. Or at least stepping back for a moment and then... Yeah, like she even And getting said, back to her roots and then finding out her roots aren't there anymore. It's about, like, literally, you know, regrowing it. Right. I don't know. At one point, I think she says, like, oh, well, I'm take- we're taking a break from our show business career. Uh-huh. And, and, yeah. and in some ways, I was he like, might know us. Yeah. You're like, in some ways, that's an excuse, and that's, like, something, you know, you would say if you moved home. Right. But in other ways, I was like, mentally, is that what she believes? That this is some break that she's doing good and that she'll be back on that? And, and she is. She is doing good, but yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure exactly what her... In, you intent. can't get in Rachel Berry's mind completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I Scary try. Mind to be in. I try really hard, and Mondays at four, I'll, I'll do a better job at that. Lucky <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> us. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But um, that being said, yeah, I think uh, it's interesting to see what her exact intentions will be. I think that'll come out as the season moves forward. I might come out, and, or it might change. Yeah, I mean, I have this. I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks she might fall in love with being a teacher and being in control. There is that, like, season one Rachel Berry that loved control and loved mm-hmm. all... She's already trying to undermine uh, Kurt, saying that he's yeah. the assistant. Yeah. I mean, so it's interesting. And that whole dynamic, I don't think we've seen the end of either, that Kurt and Rachel, there's going to be some serious 
uh, tension there as oh, to who. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I hope we get like a, a sing off, essentially, in like how they resolve the problem. Another Define Gravity moment sing off. I mean, <laughs> it's so funny because on other shows, it's like, oh, I hope we get a fist fight. <laughs> on this show, it's like, I hope we get a rap battle. <laughs> Come on, it would be amazing. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. More mashups, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're coming. Yeah, and I just think that. And it's, again, that fresh start. Kurt and Rachel both need a fresh start. And McKinley, in some way, even though it's returning home, is giving them that fresh start. And also just, you know, gives them hope again, you know, because, again, like, yes, you said the fresh start, but it's also believing in yourself and realizing your talents and rediscovering yourself. And Kurt is crushed. I mean, you can see it on his face. And I love the internal monologue of yeah, cool. when... Um, you see him. Karofsky. Yeah, mm-hmm, Karofsky mm-hmm. and Blaine being together. That would be devastating to anyone. And I, I just think that, like, imagine your bully, the person you hated most, your arch enemy in high school. But, but it didn't but, end at that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, also they did resolve that story. So my question is why bring it back to maybe open up another can of worms? I, I want to answer that question, but I think before we answer that, what we have to address is, do we think what Blaine is doing is messed up to Chris, or to Kurt? Because what he's doing to Kurt and is... Ready to hurt him. Yeah, no, no, not, I don't even mean on purpose, I just mean, is Kurt allowed to be upset right now? Is what Blaine doing wrong because of who it's he's doing it with? Yeah. Or is it not? Because there's obviously so much history here. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, like it is what he's doing wrong because there, it's uh, there's I, so much. I think that the problem is that, at least from like my experience in high school and other people I knew in high school, if you have that bad of an experience in high school, like if someone's that mean to you, even if you resolve the problem, there's somewhere deep down that 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 feeling's always there. You you remember what that person did to you, right? And mm-hmm. so in some way, it's. It's unbelievable that Blaine, who knew everything that happened, would do this to him. And I don't think it's like, oh, I'm trying to do it to you. I mean, I think that there's probably genuine feelings there, but it just feels like some way, like making it, it's not even just finding someone new. It's it's going back to this old thing that is like opening an old one. For, right. Yeah, for I her. agree. I think that, you know, there. I'm such a advocate of there's so many fish in the sea or there's other fish in the sea. And it's yeah. like, so why go back to the same pond? You, you you don't have to go back to the exact same place. It, even if it was a friend of Kurt's, an enemy of Kurt's, somebody that went to school with you guys, it's unnecessary. You were living in New York. There's so many people there. I know when you have a connection, somebody have a connection, but uh, it's not like I'm seeing fireworks right now. No, yeah, no. I mean, it's just, I don't know what they're, I want to see more of that relationship. Because again, I'm not sure that I know, you know, where it's coming from yet. It seems sweet and it seems like, there's some connection, but I don't really know. Is it that they bonded over being like gay in this small town? What what is right. it that that's connecting them? Kind of beyond, be, yeah, being like, oh, we both went to McKinley. Because <laughs> it seems like the next generation is a postmodern gay generation. I so was about to they say they can't bond together anymore. I guess. Yeah, and uh, that is a, seems to be a big issue for all of the former the former Glee Club members. They cannot understand this new character Spencer, who is. I described him as, yeah, it's that postmodern gay, and he he's like fine with being mean, which I don't understand. Like he was like, I I think it's like he was very mean to. Well, I wouldn't say mean. I would say he's very strong willed and opinionated. Yeah. What was the 
what was the slur that and he against used? stereotypes. Uh, when we first saw him, what was the first sentence he said that somebody was gay or something? And yeah. Rachel almost freaked out. And then yeah, he was just like, "It's a different." I think basically his whole point is that it's a different time now, right? Which yeah. honestly, I thought that was really cool that this uh, that the show was addressing because. I have a sister who's five years younger than me, and a lot of people don't think five years is that much, but I know that she, the way she talks, it's like she is speaking in Japanese sometimes. I don't understand anything. Even this whole new ship language. I'm like, what? What's I know. going on? People tweet me all the time about ships, and it. I was like, wait, I, I now understand. I got it. But <laughs> so, so, like, I get it. Times they're quickly changing, yeah. and it's people. Some people would be like, oh well, it wasn't that long ago that they were in McKinley. But you know, even being out of somewhere for a year is a long time yeah. in the high school world. So I thought this was cool that they were doing this and showing the age gap. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't. Spencer's going to be an interesting evolution. It reminds me of. Um, Finn in some ways, but in other ways not. Like it, it because Finn was that like reluctant. I think obviously like there's differences in like gay and gay and straight, but I think that like friction of the Glee club, like not wanting to join Glee, that's what I'm seeing with Spencer at the very beginning, and that may evolve out into I, something. Different. Yeah, I would say I see more similarities with Spencer and Puck. Because oh, Puck was the very reluctant, resistant that's one a great point. against stereotypes. Actually, yeah. He was like the head honcho football player who did not even want to be near the Glee Club. And then he was the one that everyone was fighting for. He was the most resistant. And then when we finally got him, it was great. And I feel they're going to go the same way with Spencer. They're going to really fight I for ju- him. I just wonder if they're going to... like. A- I, I hate to use the word trick, but like we saw him that Sue wants him to come on the Glee Club to sabotage them, and I'm wondering if he's going to join Glee Club not by his own choice, but because but of some other force. Going yeah. on. Also, if you think about it, that's how Santana, Heather, Heather, I was going to say Heather Morris, Brittany, yeah, Brittany, and and Quinn got part of Glee because Sue put them there. Well, on yeah. that note, I do love that they're bringing these cool parallels, so I agree that Spencer is a little bit like Puck, and then we've got Roderick, who's kind of like Finn, you know, that's how we yeah. had that. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to think he was singing in the shower, which was a yeah. flashback to that. And even last year, we got Kitty, who was more Quinn-like, and now we've got the twins, who are kind of Britney-like, yeah. so we are filling similar shoes in a different way, uh, which is interesting. More modern-day shoes. And I'm like, I never want the show to end, and can we have a spinoff? <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Who would you like to see on the spinoff? Like, who, who are you the original, original characters? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, right now, my favorite's Roderick. Yeah, I mean, he was amazing tonight. Uh, his just, voice sends... Chi- I mean, I'm I'm a rocker chick, so I love that kind of raspy, more grungy... Yeah, should we talk about his, uh, his song, the... Um, the one that he, I'm just the one that he was singing. Viga, Viva Vox. Yeah. I'm sorry that my I don't speak other languages. Viva Vox, Voca, something yeah. like that. Great song. Great, Great song. song. Oh my gosh, it was gorgeous. It was stuck in my head. I loved it. And uh, he, I Rocket want Boys. the full version of his his song because he, we only heard a few songs from him to just to show he has talent and he has a voice. But I want the whole song. Yeah. And, I'm. I, it was just. I don't even know if it was because we weren't seeing him at first, but just being in our ears, I was like with Rachel, where is he? Go get him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And it was also down, like crazy girl. They, they- smart thing about what Glee did was they introduced the audience, someone's talent first be- before their per- their personal problems, their It was their like looks, the voice. Whatever. It was the talent. Roxy, yeah, you and voice. I are on the same page today. <laughs> this is the voice. Yes. Exactly. Um, 
exactly. And I also not, lo- not this voice. <laughs> I also love the fact that he was this guy with the headphones on and kind of. I don't know. It just appeared shy and that thing. And then when he got on stage, it was like a different person. And I know so many people that felt so representative of someone real to me. Like, I know so many people who are quiet, shy people. And then you put them on a stage and it is a different world. Yeah. And even his internal monologue, it even says that he was, he's that shy misfit from somewhere else. Chicago, that, like, yeah. he's already you know segregated himself from the social world so there's that difference there i will say though and and i agree with the points you guys are making i do wish we found him in the showers yeah because he was in the library and as a shy person with that persona you're not just like belting it out in the library and i know it was traveling through (laughs) something but i was like all right this guy's trying to blend in and just not get picked on and not like there's no way he's belting it there but i don't think he knew he was singing because like he he can hear the music he's singing but i don't think he realized how loud he was that's true but for his character being that shy and Timid, kind of. I can completely believe he was in a library. Would it have been too much of a coincidence if he was in the showers? Like, would it have been yes, too much it would like have been. Finn? Because Finn is so well established, and everyone loves him, and that's how we were introduced to Finn in his town. I talent. also was going to say that we was, leave it to Finn. That was such an iconic moment yes. for Glee. That's that, true. Like in the pilot, it's where it all kind of started. So I feel like it would be weird and like messing with something that you shouldn't mess with. I and also, Sam is... was discovered in the showers by Quinn this exact same way the next season after that. So it's like we've already yeah. seen it twice. I think yeah. this is one of those things that I wish I had it, unless we actually had it, and then I think I would have been on here being like, "Oh, they can't <laughs> blow this for us." Like, yeah, I can't just, win with me. Exactly. It's it's one of those things i don't yeah i'm interested to see spencer was just like this taste or sorry excuse me um with uh roger roger oh i can't i don't know why i just keep ricardoing him and it's roderick i I thought it was roger for the yeah sorry i will i will get it all down roderick i am really interested to see where it goes well um, can we talk about his other song which is what made me even i mean we were mentioning a little bit but mustang sally that for me, I, I've lived by that song for a really long time. I listen to it oh, every single week, if not almost every day. Like I love this song, and when I look at him, I wouldn't necessarily think he'd be able to rock it. And he just from, tore it up for me. I thought it was so great. And then the girls getting behind him and them doing their like little do up. I I loved it. See, I was love his voice. Cannot wait to see what else he does on the show. For some reason, this particular song... It's not your song. It just wasn't my song. It's not... It, it was more probably the song choice. It just, like, was my, wasn't my was my personal favorite. I had no, like, issue. I didn't hear, like, a mistake or anything bad. It just, like, wasn't my song. Yeah. 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 I think that they did a really good job of making sure there was a song for everyone in these two episodes. Though yeah. They really... You know, we got... We had musicals. We had rock. We had top 40s. Uh, we had a lot we of had it. We 90s. had 90s. We had 90s. 80s. Yeah, so I think that that was the point, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we're going to, we're really working hard to please as many as you can. I uh, know. They have to. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so another kind of big news from tonight was that Blaine has returned to his old stomping ground and is now the coach of the Warblers. Yeah, uh, this puts us in a little bit of a predicament, guys. Like, who who do we cheer for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're we're divided between th- amongst three schools three, at this point. 
three yeah. now. All three people that we love, the coaches, it's, it's tough. I mean, I think that that's actually a really exciting place to be, though, because when we get to sectionals, we we I feel like oftentimes I know they did not win every time, and we can point out the re- when they didn't win. <laughs> but that being said, do you want to kiss on stage and uh, see how that works out? That. For- right, yeah. exactly. There's so many moments, but oftentimes you you saw it lean in new directions, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and or you would see a minute of the other teams and see the entire performances from New Directions because you were supposed to care. Somehow the other teams only get two songs, but New Directions get six. Right, exactly. (laughs) Warblers had a lot of songs. That's true. We we have seen a lot of Warblers. Vocal adrenaline more in the background. Yeah. So, But I think that this sets up a true competition, and we've never really had that. You always kind of thought, oh, they kissed. That didn't work for them. There was, like, some reason why they failed. Where I think it's even if we had real competition before, we just... There was always who we wanted to win. Now it's a little trickier. Yeah, and I am excited. Maybe there will be different camps. You guys, we <laughs> t-shirt <laughs> hashtag team blank. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I mean, there's three of us. Yeah, that works. Maybe we have to pick our teams. We're gonna have to like pull straws or something. Maybe Ooh, that would that's be hard fun. to choose right now. I know. I was gonna say, who would you it's, guys? They're already doing their job. If we can't choose, you know. I know. Who would you guys rather be your coach? Would you rather which coaching style? Do you think, Mister Shoe Blaine? or Rachel or I guess Rachel and Kurt we can use as a tag team so that's so hard I, I, I don't even know if I can choose right now I need to see more of their coaching styles yeah I guess we don't we know shoes way more I was gonna say I, I like shoe a lot <laughs> shoe shoe but I've dropped the mister we're just going <laughs> with shoe but, but there's a part of me that is interested to see what Blaine does I uh, like mm-hmm. Rachel I think we know she's gonna be controlling and perfectionistic and those things and then I mean, I would assume. If, we would think so, but, but, but tonight, even her her minute with Jane, Jane yeah. like and how she was showing the technical aspects yeah. and what, how you connect to the audience. I mean, she could be a really good coach. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm not. I'm not saying not throwing her under the bus. I think she. It could be interesting. I just like. It'll be interesting because personally, it all depends on your personality and what yeah. kind of works for mm-hmm. you. So by the end of the season, we each have to pick. Ooh, like it. Who do you want as your coach? Who do you guys want as your coach? (laughs) All right. So before we have to, you know, choose a coach, let's (laughs) talk about Jane and this major storyline here of new character who was in public school, got into... Dalton. Dalton. I was just like, yes, mm-hmm. Dalton. Got into the war book. No, yes, the academy, like, whatever. Yes, exactly. To the to Dalton, and now wants to be on the Warblers, which is, of course, a traditionally all-male vocal group. It's a brotherhood. Uh, you know, I, I like how they did set up the storyline that, you know, women rights and fighting for that. Also, you, you stand up what you believe is right. So I, I think it's too early in the season to set up that kind of story, though, because they're, we're already setting up a lot of different new characters, and that's big. That seems like a bigger story. I would agree with you. However, this is not a full season. We yeah. only have thirteen episodes, so we're almost one sixth of the way through. When do we have later in the season? If we're if we're gonna address this at all, I think it's great that they an- announced it now. Uh, but my my bigger problem with this is. I would be okay 
with the Warblers remaining a brotherhood, mm-hmm. as long as there was a sisterhood. You know, it's yeah. like I'm okay a with female. there be right. I'm okay with there being a guys' soccer team in high school, as yeah. long as there's a women's soccer team in high school. Yeah, there just is no other place for her to go. That's yes, what I was about and, to say. But that's, that's the biggest yeah, problem. That's exactly what they did with the story. Is right. that they set up that she's not wanted, so therefore makes her in a way a misfit. Therefore, she's perfect for Glee. Because mm-hmm. she's not wanted. She's uninvited. I also think it's going to be interesting to see her. I could see her in some ways being a Rachel mini-me and fighting for the lead and everything. Because yeah. she clearly mm-hmm. doesn't take, and this is great, doesn't take no for an answer. But after after her parents sued the school yeah. to get her in. And then she's not even there. And then she's not even there. But it's granted, like, she's not wanted. Well, she is wanted at the school, or I don't even know if that's true, but she's just not wanted by the Warblers. I I don't know. Their point about the squirrel, man, like, I just wanted wanted Blaine to be like, are you equating a a female joining our group to a... Is that what's actually going through your mind to a squirrel? I think it's just the principle of, like, if you let anybody in. Yeah, I just think that that's a ridiculous... You can't... But hence, buddy. Anybody. Not not anything. Anything. Yeah, it's it's an interesting... Yeah, I mean... And I think that this is going to be an issue because it's something that's so prevalent in society as a whole right now that we're going to see more of that equal rights talk... um, Right. In Glee this season, because they do a great job again of mirroring what's yeah, happening. In, yeah, mirroring society. So, and I think you know they look at their Glee world as like a small reflection. Yeah, of mm-hmm. what's going on. What did you guys think about her as a performer? I was just about to bring up Tightrope, and I. Okay, so this is I enjoyed it, but I wrote it seemed fun. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. It didn't like sweep me off. Yeah, me me neither. I mean, she has a great voice. Um, she's very talented. I didn't just like the whole execution of that actual number. We had the Warblers who already established that they don't, they didn't even want her to audition. And then part of her audition, they were singing and dancing and backup for her. I was like, that's not believable. But her, her number was good. That's what yeah. I was about to say. Her yeah. number was good. It w- for me, it wasn't the best, though. Oh, I wish like, I could okay. play devil's okay. advocate. I wish I could, but this is my least favorite number of of the two oh, episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, And it's not because I don't like the song, and it's not because she doesn't have a great voice. I actually was bothered by the performance. Um, the, like... The smile performance yeah. and the tood for me wasn't fully to where I wanted it to be. I wanted this to be like a Rachel Berry solo stage kind of thing where it she leaves everybody in silence. Like that's I, how great I wanted her to be. I wanted her performance to be so great that they couldn't not take her. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like you, there was no question like our group would be so much better if she was a part of it. This for me made me understand like not why they didn't take her but I was like all right, well, this wasn't necessarily mind changing. And I think that because she did, she seems like if I went to see her concert her voice was gorgeous and yeah, great. I mean, I wrote fun, enjoyable. It wasn't that it was like oh, so awful or that she couldn't sing. There was no problem with it. It just one last problem. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Let's get the punny tonight. Um, but I just wanted, I guess I just wanted that if that was a level nine, I wanted it to be a 12. Yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just not quite that, like, oh, wow, like, that girl is 
insane. How are they not going to accept her? And then to have them sing with her exactly. felt so strange to me and then not accept her. Maybe that, yeah, doing, that's what turned me off. It's like, why are they performing with her? It should just be her. Yeah. Maybe they're doing it for growth, though. Maybe they're about to show us how much better she can be with the New Directions when she has the support. Uh, you know, there's a lot, or with Rachel's help with the back straight and do this and every person connecting with you. Maybe like how on the voice they pick their coaches and how we were just pretending to pick our coaches. Maybe Rachel is just the coach for Jane. Yeah, and maybe there mm-hmm. is something that we'll see that story arc and we'll be blown away. I hope we're blown away. Oh, yeah. I, we want to be. I want to be blown away. <laughs> yeah. I always do. Yeah, I mean, that's always the goal for me is that I go into these episodes wanting that so much. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, um, should we talk about, I can't believe we've waited this long to get to this point, but the return of the entire group of the, I hate to call them call old. I love it. Say it, cause I'm about, I was gonna take your pun again, I think. Uh, no, go for it, go for it. The old directions. Yeah. <laughs> They're the old directions. Yeah. Is that yep. where we were yep. going? Yeah, step. Oh, I, uh, I keep stepping on you it's in your, all, in your it's directions. All it's all good. I, 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 I need a left direction. There's name. a part of me that keeps wanting to call them one direction, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, I were out before one direction, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we can't refer to them as the new directions anymore because there's yeah. new directions and then there's the, the new, new directions. directions. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, original directions is good too, but for purposes of this conversation, I'm going to refer to them as the old directions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't um, have Mike Chang though, unfortunately. I, I think know. he was the only one really missing. Um, you know, I guess that's true. I, I just will never feel like that when I'm watching this, that he's the only one missing. Yeah, well, that's true. You know, I, I, like we it, don't have fans. But. It's, for me, it's always going to feel like somebody's missing. And I definitely think that this show does a great job being aware of that. Like when Mr. Shu walked into Rachel's office and was like, you know, I always thought that I would see Finn here. Uh, I thought that was a really poignant moment. And I love that this show isn't afraid to keep his memory alive. I think it's unbelievably important. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we've talked about it before in News and Gossip that um, Ryan Murphy had a plan for the end of the show and it involved um, Rachel and Finn. Right. And it's going to be heart-wrenching to see... I mean, I'm sure it'll be amazing and they've come up with a new plan, but I'll always know that, like, we wanted that moment, or I wanted that moment, I should say. Right. And mm-hmm. so it'll be really interesting, but I do appreciate that the memory is still there, and I'm sure that it'll be throughout this season. Absolutely. But again, that's life, and that's what the show is teaching us. Like, you can plan your life all you want, but you that doesn't mean it's going to happen like that. Yeah. Yes. And let's go into... I love that they're all in support of Rachel and Kurt. That was really yeah. cool to see them come back. Yeah. Um, let's just hope that they don't all just move home because yeah but like i like how they kind of go back to their own original ways too how they recruit and you know through sexuality through their own personal personalities and stuff trying to recruit this is all about finding the right coach for the right kid like yeah. how do we get you to join our team um and i like that a lot too so mm. should we talk about some of their songs that uh, there were a lot of do them tonight so oh. take on me yeah which com- completely explains the sketching transitions. Yes, that threw me for a loop. Totally it, off. It, it seemed random. Yeah. The, the first one, we're like, what? why did they do that? And then when they did that number, I was like, got it. Explained it, yes, but I still would have preferred it not to be there. I just, I don't know how to say yeah. that in a different way. It didn't work like, for me. Or, or finish it, or like stop the transitions after the number. Right. I know. It just, to me, 
Yeah, it was a little random throughout. I loved it in the number, though. I thought it was so um, cool mm -hmm. and innovative and something that was like, look, we can still do these interesting things that you, don't, yeah, that you don't see on other shows. That, yeah. I totally get what you guys are saying. I usually love when they do that. I love the way this one sounded. I really, really enjoy this song. It just was a little off for me, even with the okay. artistic create. And I love when people express their creativity in, in strange, unique ways, but it was a, it missed the mark. Yeah. And what about Problem, which was, of course, actually... I really enjoyed this number. I really, I really loved Problem. Uh, yeah. Problem, for me, was probably my favorite one. Just because it was so high energetic, and we had the three girls back in their... What did we used to call and, them? The three girls? Were they like the Holy Trinity? Far from holy. It was the well, Cheerios. But yeah, Cheerios. To, I feel like but, the three of them had a name. But to have them back into cheerleading uniforms, saying alum, you know, it, it felt like the first few seasons that we grew to love them as. I felt the exact same way. Performing. I loved it and just loved having, I have to say, Diana Agron back. Like, it's been so long. So good. And it was so much fun to have her as well as she everyone She looked amazing, else. by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean. As did all of them and I'm like, Brittany, how the, where was the baby? Yeah. Like, <laughs> did she even have the yeah. baby? Did that, I mean, did that happen? Crazy. Be honest with us. Uh, this was really, really cool. Brought us back to our roots. Appreciated yes, it. I just, yeah, couldn't get enough of that one. And then Home, which was the last number. Um, yeah. I, you know, this was, like, a fine way to end the episode. I don't, I, I it was an appropriate song choice. I get it. I just wanted something else. I, I wanted something, I, I, I don't even know what yet. I, hmm. To be honest, and maybe I'll think about it over the course of the week. And Well, the thing about Home, it wasn't as big of a production as a finale or a final song would be. It, it was simple because we got to hear everybody's voices now yeah. and then I agree. it wasn't as big. It's a song I listened to in my car, but I thought they did a great job with what they were given. Yeah, I, I agree. And are you guys ready for, I think... Well, we didn't talk about Let It Go. Or oh. We suddenly see more sing um, Dance the Night Away and Let It Go. All songs that... I know. We're, we're running out of time, <laughs> yeah. to be honest, to be frank with everyone. But that being said, we can quickly, like, one word? I don't know. Let It Go, awesome. The fact, despite the fact that they had it edited down to really make sense with the storyline, but still, Leah Michelle's... Great. Uh, and the fact that it's a Dina Menzel song, and that's why I know. Yeah, uh, yeah I was sense. gonna say, and like, it's one of those things that, yeah, it's just was perfect for me. Mm -hmm. um, suddenly, Seymour, I, I enjoyed this. I thought it was an interesting song choice. I wasn't sure that I loved it in the moment that it was there, but I thought uh, I can never get enough of Blaine and Rachel singing together. Or Little Shop of Hearts. And Little yeah. Shop. Yeah. Love so good. Um, and Sing is uh, one of my personal favorite songs. Ed Sheeran, I've seen him live. I love that song. Was this my favorite? Not, not so much. No, no. no. For Dance the Night Away, Clint, though, I think he's somebody to look at. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to keep our eye on him. Yep. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more to talk about, and we don't even have time for news and gossip today, but we're going to talk about everything next week. Um, so come back, hang out with us. You can find us all week long um, on AfterBuzz TV and me at Stephanie Wenger. You can find me at Roxy Stryer, and I'll make sure that we tweet out some of this news and gossip for you guys in case you're wondering. Yes, and you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.